As an exercise professional, as a coach, as a parent, a teacher even, as a boss or a leader, if you are ever responsible for giving out information about food and exercise, how do we know that the information that we're giving is the best information for the person that's asking the question? How do we know that the information that we're giving is right? How do we know that it's going to work? And should we be asking on a regular basis our own brain and our own past experience and probably another step further, which is should we be constantly learning? So even if we think we've got the right information, could it be a really good idea to keep learning, to keep finding better ways to understand and explain something? So there are a lot of things that you and I are bombarded with every single day on social media, the media, magazines. People give us information. People have got an opinion about eating and exercise. How do you deal with all of those opinions? And then how do you know that they're right? What's your questioning process for making sure that the information that you deliver is correct? And if somebody delivers information to you, do you just accept it as being the truth because it came from a guru or it came from an exercise um, physiologist or it came from a doctor of dietetics or an exercise uh, social media guru? There's so many places that information comes from. And have you noticed that when it's delivered, uh, most information comes with confidence and sincerity even. Is it possible that somebody can be confidently sincerely wrong? And of course the answer is yes, but how would we know that? And what are the things that, and this is a personal question that I always ask myself because I have spent a big part of my career path being impressed by people's impressiveness. Unfortunately, I believed a lot of things because it came from people who were doctors or exercise physiologists or they had 30 years experience or they owned 40 gyms or they had 400 people in their group exercise class and yes I come from the 80s where there were 400 people in a lot of exercise classes. Uh, I'm really embarrassed and ashamed that a lot of the information that used to come out of my mouth that I regurgitated, vomited is a better word, uh, was stuff that I didn't even think could it be incorrect? Could it be not right for the person I'm delivering it to? Could it be wrong? Could it be dangerous? I used to deliver information because the source that it came from I thought was credible. And I think uh, this is my personal experience and I'm embarrassed again to say it. I think that that is irresponsible and I've done damage to people because of that. So here's a great system that I always put everything through and I'm not being disrespectful. It's very difficult for me to share this because uh, I am a very respectful person. I respect people who have done a lot of study. I respect people that have invested a lot of time into their study. I invest people that have gone to the, the, uh, the, the people that do the hard work. But I think that as a consumer of product, as a consumer of information, there's two parts. We have the right to be able to ask questions of the people that deliver information to us. And if we are delivering information to other people, do they have the right to believe that we know what we're talking about or should they have done their research on us? And if somebody does research on you, will they find somebody who is qualified, who's delivering information based on the person, the person's lifestyle, uh, common sense, logic, and of course, is it based on any form of, of true anatomy and physiology? And I'm careful with the word science. 
because my experience as an exercise professional now over 40 plus years has shown very clearly that the science and the scientists, even the ones that study very specific focused areas, they don't agree. So it's very difficult when you, when you are an exercise professional to say, well, the, the science says this, or this scientist proved, or this piece of science research shows this, because there'll be another piece of research that shows something else. There'll be another scientist that says something else. There'll be a differing of opinions and sometimes complete opposing opinions on exactly the same topic. So as an exercise professional, what do I do with that? And this is my sister, and I've learned the hard way that and number one, it starts with this. I believe nothing. <laughs> I don't care who it comes from and how many degrees they've got and how many years of experience they've got. I believe nothing until I run it through a series of questions, including the most important questions, which I think the first, the first two are, why would I do that and how does it work? So when somebody delivers information to me, I either run that through my own head, why would I do that and how does it work? Or I ask them the question, because some people are delivering information with such confidence and such sincerity and with such motivating voice intonation, you think, well, it must be true. But I have the right to ask, and so do you, yeah? Why would I do that, and how does it work? Why, did you, why are you telling us that, and how does it work? And the interesting thing is that a lot of information delivered once you ask those two questions, you don't actually have to go any further than that because you'll see it in the person's demeanor. They don't know because they're just delivering information that they are regurgitating from somebody else or vomiting from somebody else's opinion. They don't know why and they don't, they don't understand how it works. So they can't explain it to you. So could that be a great place to start? If anybody delivers information to you, ask, why would I do that and how does it work? I'll go back one step though. You might not want to do that because you might run it through your headspace, your common sense thinking, your logical thinking, your own anatomy and physiology knowledge and say, I don't even want to get into the argument. Because if you've got two people arguing, you might just end up with two idiots arguing. Because if somebody is an idiot that's delivered information to you that's just silliness, and then you want to argue that point, defend it, justify your point of view, you might just end up in a silly argument and what a waste of time. I've got better things to do with my time than argue with somebody that passionately believes something that's just BS. How about you? So the first step might be ask yourself, why would I do that? How does it work? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not common sense. It's not logical. I'm not going to try and convince that person against their will. They obviously passionately believe it, so I'm not going to get into the argument. If, it, if in some way, shape or form you think maybe I should listen or maybe they do know what they're talking about or here's a great question. I always ask myself this question. Am I wrong? Not could I be wrong, but am I wrong? Because if we all think that we're right, of course, apart from being arrogant, we can't be all right. And there's so many differing opinions about food and exercise that somebody's going to be wrong or it's going to be wrong for this particular person. So I'm going to take you again through the system. Number one, ask yourself, why would I do that and how does it work? Does it seem logical? Does it make common sense? If yes, or you want to get more information, ask the person delivering the information, why would I do that and how does it work? And a couple of things to keep an ear out for and an eye out for. Body language, does the person still seem confident in the answers as to why and how you would do it? Are they just giving you a big pile of big words that you don't understand? 
and I always use Albert Einstein for this one, he explains it beautifully that a genius will take something really complicated and make it really simple and easy to understand. Somebody that's got a big ego will take something that's really simple and easy to understand and make it really complicated. Uh, and I listen out for that, people who use big words and try and bamboozle me with their their amazing science because I'm I'm really I'm quite strong on this now because I've been led down the garden path so many times. I ask very specifically if I think that this person might have something to offer, I always ask, why would we do that and how does it work? Please explain it to me and I ask it respectfully and kindly, but I have the right to ask and so do you. Now, if that person explains that to you and it does make sense, would it be a really good idea now though to go back to your own anatomy and physiology study? Not, don't rely on your memory, don't rely on, I think I'm right, but go back to, so if somebody's talking about hormones or uh, central nervous system or neurotransmitters or fat loss or nutrition or micronutrition or you should take this supplement or try this exercise program, uh, even if it makes sense and the way they explained it sounded logical, I always take it back to the, I'm not going to put anything into my body and I'm not going to do anything to my body and certainly not to anybody else's unless I'm absolutely positively sure that I know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's an, the next part to that though is even more important. Even if somebody says something to you that you think makes sense and it could possibly work, what about is it going to fit in with their lifestyle, their time frame? I always run the smartest principle. Is this something that, that I can stick to for the rest of my life or my client can? Is it in moderation? Is it achievable? Is it realistic? Is it time efficient? Will it be interesting and enjoyable? Because if it's not, probably won't stick to it. And then is it based on common sense and or science? But I've got to study the science. So even if I think that this information sounds good, I still, I, I don't take it anymore. I, I believe nothing, and I'm going to share that again, nothing until I've had a logical explanation of why would I do that and how does it work. Then I run it through the my understanding of that particular anatomy and physiology system, and then I run it through the smartest principle because there are a lot of things, or I'll ask the question, is it possible there are a lot of things that make sense and the, the science suggests is a great idea and you might think it's a great idea for somebody to do it, but it doesn't fit in with their lifestyle. It doesn't suit their eating, current eating habits. It doesn't suit the way they live their life, their family life, their social life. So they're never going to do it because even if it makes sense, it doesn't. it's not going to work for them. And I always use this example because there's a lot of talk about when we should eat. And I just this is just a very simple example. We often hear breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And then, then we hear the complete opposite, which is you shouldn't have breakfast. You should be an intermittent faster and you should leave 16 to 20 hours between each meal, which is a very distinct and different headspace. But interestingly, for some people, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It's the most pleasurable meal of the day. It's the most enjoyable meal of the day. It's their favorite meal of the day. They'd rather go out for breakfast than go out for dinner. So if I come along and tell them, don't eat breakfast, you shouldn't eat till four o'clock in the afternoon, I could screw up their whole lifestyle, even if I believe that that's a silly time to eat. The reverse of that is that there are some people who don't want to eat breakfast, they don't want to eat till four o'clock in the afternoon. They're not hungry at breakfast. And somebody comes along and says, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You should eat breakfast. But it's not going to fit in with their, whatever you believe, it doesn't fit in with their lifestyle. So they're the, the things that I always like to run everything through. It's just a, a very, for me, and I have to do this 
because I literally have screwed up so many people's lives by giving out stupid information because I didn't research it in the first place. And most importantly, this is my pleas. I beg now when I ask this question. I didn't learn my anatomy and physiology. I didn't learn the body systems, how they work and how exercise affects them. Uh, I just regurgitated other people's opinions. Uh, I think I've shared many times now that uh, I have. I am not just qualified as an exercise professional. I have done multiple, multiple courses. I've got so many pieces of paper to say that I'm a qualified exercise professional. I've done so many courses and so many focused and specific courses on, on specific topics. But most of those courses, until I met K-Man and we got him up and he literally forced me to think for myself and that's a beautiful thing. We call it critical thinking, logical thinking, unemotional thinking, uh, common sense. Uh, when you put your headspace there, uh, you can't get led down the garden path because most things in the exercise profession don't make any sense. If you run them through the logic and common sense view, you just wouldn't do them. They're just silliness. If you have a good understanding of how the human body works, anatomy, physiology, skeletal system, muscular system, central nervous system, endocrine system, uh, immune system, your, uh, cardiovascular respiratory system, you'd go, well, that doesn't make any sense because I know how those systems, I've got a pretty good understanding of how those systems work. But what was interesting is I did lots of courses and I didn't understand any of those things because I did those courses, got taught stuff, taught how to, and I'll rephrase, I would like us all to think for ourselves. I wasn't taught to think for myself in the initial courses that I did. I was taught what to think. This is what you have to do versus how to think, which is this is the human body. This is the anatomy of the human body. This is the physiology of the human body. Now you've got to run that process through your headspace and work it out for yourself. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm very, very happy and proud to share with you that that's how the MAX program works. There is no right or wrong. There is no black or white with the human body because even the stuff that's anatomy, look, we're not going to have two hearts. No one's going to argue that we only have one heart. We only have one of those. But when it comes to understanding how that works for each individual person and the different challenges that come up with the heart and how to get that heart fit, that's just, there's no right or wrong there. We have to work it out for each individual person. And that's what the MAPS program is all about. It's about learn your anatomy, learn your physiology, learn how to get people fit, learn how to get people strong, and then learn how to customize, tailor, and personalize their exercise program to make sure that they get fit and strong. Because my question is always this, if somebody's really fit and somebody's really strong, is it positive that possible that their life will be better? Will it add positivity to their life? And of course, the answer is yes. So how do I get people fit? How do I get people strong? And then how do I customize the program to suit the person? And I can't do any of that if I'm just believing other people's opinions. So here's a great question. Are you thinking for yourself? Do you ask why and how? If you can't explain why and how, and I'll use this as another example. A lot of my max exercise professionals say to me, Rowie, have I got the right answer for the quiz? Or do I, uh, how do I do my real life scenarios? Or uh, is this what you need for, for my final max missions? And my answer is always the same. It's not what I need. Each individual person that you come in contact with has different goals. Different, they want different results. They want a different outcome. They've got different ideas and different opinions. What you deliver to them has to be focused for them, personalized and customized for them. So your ability to be able to ask the right questions 
and then get the person to come up with the solution for themselves, could that be better than telling people what to do? And that's what the MAX program is all about. Learn your anatomy, learn your physiology, learn how to get people fit, learn how to get people strong, and then learn how to customise everything to suit each individual person that's in front of you. So I'll run through that system very quickly again. Why would I do that? How does it work? You have the right to ask that question. Run it through your own logic and your own common sense. Then if it makes sense, go back to the books. Don't trust your, and again, I'll share again, I've done so many courses now on anatomy and physiology because this is my daily growth. I'm, I'm studying neuroscience, the brain, and I'm studying anatomy and physiology. But I don't, there's so much to learn. I don't ever rely on my memory. I always go back and study the anatomy and physiology of how the brain works, how the endocrine system works, how the central nervous system works, how the skeletal system and muscular system work, how the cardiovascular and respiratory system work, how does the immune system work, the digestive system, how do they all work together to make sure that this outcome that this person wants will actually work for them? And then how do I customize it to suit that, that person's lifestyle? Is it possible that if we as exercise professionals take on that kind of responsibility, we are less likely to hurt people, less likely to injure people, less likely to give people a stupid exercise program that they can't stick to? And isn't that the outcome? We want our exercise to be safe, to be effective, and to give people the results that they want. We want it to be safe, effective, and time efficient. I think time efficient is important because so many people use I don't have time as an excuse not to exercise. So everything you give people, can you put your hand on your heart and say, this is safe, this is effective, and this is time efficient? And if you had to justify that in a court of law, could you? So whatever questions that you, even if you're asked in the MAX program, it's not about giving K-Man Rowie or Savvy the right answers. It's about, can I give my client the best information based on how to get fit, how to get strong and how will it fit into their lifestyle and will it be safe will it be effective and will it be time efficient and could be could those be the ultimate answers to any of the questions is it safe is it effective is it time efficient can I explain why and how and will it give my client the best results possible could they be really important questions please 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 please